Getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Not our usual slot. It's 7.30 on a Monday evening. And uh, we are here to talk uh, all things Arsenal, uh, the Chelsea game, and looking ahead to Wednesday night's uh, League Cup second round uh, game. I am joined by, as usual, the oldest man in the world, uh, Gunnar uh, Hilsey, old man Trev, uh, two pint Trev, as I've got a new name for him right now, uh, joined by Albert from Albert JTV, and back a huge top demand on Twitter, <laughs> on Facebook, on YouTube, the princess, Princess Gunnar herself, Amanda. Amanda, I'm going to leave you last because I know you want to rant. And when I say hello to you, you're not even going to say hello, you're just going to go blah. Okay. Blah. Um, <laughs> Trev, two pints, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Fergus, listen, that's got to stay our little secret. I don't mind you calling me two pints, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to stay our little secret, mate. Um, otherwise, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Albert and Princess, not spoken to you both on, on the podcast for a long time. It's great to see you two back on. Um, I'm I'm just looking forward to talking to you. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a word in in about ten minutes time. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad, I promise. <laughs> we 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 got two dichotomies of podcasters. We got the one of the original podcasters, which is Amanda, who has been uh, doing hybrid heels, hybrid squad, and everything else before, but. First and foremost, we've got Albert, Albert JTV. Uh, Albert is uh, starting his old channel. Uh, Albert, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your channel and also tell us about your marathon. You're doing the London Marathon. I'm not not the, the marathon, not this year. I've, I've, maybe in the future, but um, no, I did a half marathon uh, last month. Um, so, yeah, not the best training in the world preparation, but it's been a long 15 months, as you know, Fergus, personally. Um, yep. So, yeah, moving home twice within the last year. So it's been action packed and doing yeah. youtube so um don't know how i've done it but i'm still here and i've got amazing company with me so yeah albert, albert jtv albert listen albert mate um i, I i'm aware of, of how your yeah. recently last 15 months have been for you mate you know you've you've had my words on that and, and i stick by that and, and I, I wish you very very well and all the best but do you find that i used to fight because i used to play sport to a pretty good level right and do, have you found that doing your running and doing your marathon is as um has given you focus, has cleared your head a bit, and given you a bit of a a bit of a goal to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough. Um, injury, no injury permitting. Um, yeah, I've done four London marathons in the last over the last all oh, ten years or so. So, I've a lot of lot of lot of pound in the streets of London, and you know, just getting into that mindset of you know knowing how tough it's going to be, and you get used to it. It's a it's a trait. It's, it's it's you sort of get programmed and the focus and it takes yeah. your mind off things. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Get that. All the best to you, son. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Loads of people in the chat joining us. Uh, uh, Princess Gooners even joined us in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Bex, <laughs> Sentiment, Max, Trolls, all, all are all faithfuls. Uh, and um, Terry has said you are limited to two pints on Wednesday where when you start your, your European tour. And we'll talk about that later. Amanda, how are you? You haven't been on YouTube for a little while and YouTube's been missing you. So Aww. you're back on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I have not podcasted for four months. I don't think um, 
left the hybrid squad and then I came on here a few days later and that was it. I decided to take a break. I've been offered, um, you know, to go on other pods and it's been lovely. But to be honest, I just wanted to, <laughs> to be honest, I just wanted to have a break from it all. Um, and then uh, <laughs> we go back yesterday and... The football season started. <laughs> am I allowed to rant yet? Is it, yeah, is it my listen, moment? <laughs> before you do that... Do, do we want to talk about the build-up? And you said we went back and, you know, and, and you definitely will have your say, but I, I think it would be wrong not to celebrate the day that we had. Okay. I got down to the pins at, at, at 12. I Fergus, I'm going to do all that. It's not ranting badly. It's it's explaining. On, so then. you talk. Oh, on. okay. You could talk about your bit, but. No, but, go on. All right. Let okay. Let it go. Just we love let me get on with it, and then it's over. Let it, it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Um, yeah, you know, look, look, season ticket holder, been for fifty odd years since I was two years old. You know, actually, you know, it feels, it feels really sad. I was really looking forward to this this podcast tonight because, in my mad world, I know I was mental. I actually thought we'd get a draw yesterday. Um, I didn't think we'd win, but I thought we'd get a draw. <laughs> Newman. Um, and, and and all week I've been really buzzing. You know, I went to the Brighton game. So I'd been to the Emirates a few months ago, a couple of months ago, but not in my seat. And I haven't been back to my seat since everybody else has an 18 months ago. So yeah, completely and utterly up for it. Plans we left about five hours early. You know, we'd got our parking space. We were going to the cafe. I was arranging with everyone what, whose pubs everyone was in and and all that. And driving down, it was such a... Yeah, I know I couldn't meet you, but it was such a shame because if it wasn't Chelsea, I'd have probably felt a bit more confident. Um, I did. I felt confident after... Um, even after losing to Brent, Brentford. Now, everything about the beginning of the game was amazing. Um, it was brilliant to be back and thousands and thousands of fans everywhere because when we came to Brighton, there was only 10,000 fans and it felt sparse. But this, this was brilliant and it was, everyone was buzzing, everyone was in their jerseys and the new kit and it felt weird really because it didn't feel like we'd been away. I don't know what had happened. Anyway, so I'd get to the pub, see everyone. Um, really enjoyed being at the Tollington. Everyone was up for it, but but everyone wasn't up for it. They were all very much, well, we're not going to win. You know, no one I met even thought we were going to had a chance of winning. And as we walk into the ground, I was a bit nonplussed, weirdly. I was a bit like, you know, this season, I wanted to come back with, you know, with this with this amazing team and everyone being fit, which is something I'm going to go into in a minute. And, you know, it was great that we didn't have to wear masks in the ground. You know, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I want to get back to normality and, you know, be safe, but I don't want to wear a mask. That's just my personal choice. Probably going to get slaughtered for that. Um, and it was lovely to meet out people outside the armory. I bumped into FIFA boy Darren, who was fantastic. It was lovely to meet people from Twitter. Had a chat with Lee Dixon, saw Nigel Winspun, and you were getting a bit buzzy for it. And I know this sounds mental, but but I I, I want to rant about something that Arsenal did, and I, I do not understand, and I want someone to explain to me why, as a woman, I can only take a bag that big, okay? I couldn't take my handbag that was that big. 
Now, there, there, there's no argument about it. You, you can't. And if you did, they made you put all your contents in a big plastic Arsenal bag that they charged you for a pound. This is my club doing this. I went, honestly, just set me off. Because what is the reason about the fact that we can't have a little bit bigger of a bag and people with rucksacks who don't know about this because not everyone checks their emails were having to pay. I even had a moan at the people selling it, which is obviously not their fault. So that set me off thinking this club, honestly, from top to bottom at the moment. And then, then I saw loads of people. Then it rained and then we got into our seat and I felt really emotional, you know, being in my seat in the East End. And uh, it was amazing. It was great. The pitch looked phenomenal. And just before the game, the fans were incredible. The noise, I don't know if you two know this, but the noise was just incredible. The singing, you know, uh, when he brought Erdegaard on the pitch, um, Nigel, who is fantastic, our, you know, um, host there. And everything was really, really, really um, fantastic. And I know someone's saying handbags least of our problems, but my point is this, the club has changed. The DNA of this club has changed. And I feel... The, the reason I mentioned the handbag thing is, sorry about you might have had a bomb. It's ridiculous because, anyway, I don't want to go into that. My point is this. Um, I, I walked in and I was all emotional. It was lovely. And then I saw the team and goodbye. <laughs> Carl Stark. He was with me when I was moaning yesterday. Um, and it was fantastic. Then the team's come out. And as much as you missed everything, I don't think there was probably one Arsenal fan, I can't talk for everyone, that thought we were going to win. Everyone thought I was mad to think a draw. And then we started. And I felt, I felt it went quite quiet in the ground pretty quick. We had a lot of pressure. But I, rem I remember saying to the guy next to me, We'll have all the pressure. They'll have one chance and it'll be in. And exactly what happens. And then it happens again. Now, are we playing badly at the moment? Absolutely. But we are missing key members of our team, which most people seem to be forgetting. You know, Abamyang is not fit and just had COVID. Lacazette's out. Party. You just take those three out of our team, okay? Then you've got um, Ben White who came down with COVID, I wish, I wish them all better, by the way, um, and other players that are injured. My point is this, yeah, to get on Arteta's back now on game two is outrageous, in my opinion. I know I've supported him the whole way along. He came in, he didn't have a pre-season, then we had COVID, then he's so much to deal with injuries, he got rid of the click in January, and he was starting to, and we all said, um, I mean, a lot of people want him out. Absolutely. And that's up to them. Um, uh, you know, I totally get it. Amanda, Amanda, you know what? You have just absolutely decimated three hours of work Sorry. in 11 minutes. And I haven't finished it. <laughs> no, go but on. we can discuss it You've got a couple of minutes. Go on, go on. Because we need to move and get everyone Yeah, of course, involved. of course. And this is not my show. And I just, it's just that I haven't ranted. You can imagine what it's like. everybody's. It, absolutely, it's not mine. But anyway, so um, I just wanted to say how I felt as a season ticket holder going. And then to see the videos of fans surrounding Mikel in a car, screaming at him, what the hell is going on? Do you know what? Get out of my club. Second of all, I saw a video this afternoon 
of uh, um, Edu being abused in the director's box by a fan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm as pissed off as all of you. I I'm absolutely pissed off. Very concerned about relegation, which I know everyone laughing me about, but I am. I don't know when our next goal's coming because we've got a lovely team in the Premier League coming up on Saturday, which I don't even want to talk about. Um, and I am. I am fuming. I feel the DNA of our club has changed. I don't know what's going on anymore, and I don't know their plan. But you know what? To do what they did to Edu and Mikel is not on. It's not classy, and it's not what we're about. They, those... They, Edu and Mikel had their families with them. How dare you do that? And you do not speak for me, that's for sure. And, yeah, I've, I've heard about being on Instagram as well. So I just, I just want to end with the fact that, yes, it is piss poor at the moment. And, yes, it's terrible. But I, I was having a conversation with Carl before that let it happen now. Chelsea, City. I mean, do we even expect anything? And I know we'll go into that on Saturday. But... Arsenal fans, you need to stay classy. That's all I'm going to say. Be annoyed, be upset, rant in the pubs, rant to your mates, rant on social media. Do not abuse anybody. Now, I'm going to the Etihad on Saturday because I'm going to Manchester for a few days. I purposely chose this weekend so I could go. I've got lots of friends up north, United City fans, Scouse friends, a lot. And I do not expect anything from Saturday. And I'm the most positive person you'll ever meet. But... We have got a whole season to go. Let's give it. Let's give Mikel a chance. Let's give him a chance to get it right. So sorry, I've taken over about eight minutes of your pod, but that's eight? how I feel. Eight. Ten. Uh, uh, you know what? That's that's a woman's eight minutes. It's the eight minutes my wife says she says and to I'll, get ready, which is about an hour and a half. I've probably missed Listen, quite a bit. <laughs> you probably have, but we will, we will cover loads minutes. of it. We cover loads of it. Um, some of the topics that uh, you went across uh, were about uh, some of the fans um, and the way they uh, treated Arteta. Uh, and somebody, Carl, is in uh, the chat and he said he saw it was young, young youths oh, on oh. bikes, probably not been to the game. Um, and Trules uh, says in the chat, there's 36 matches to go. These kids don't know it. And, and a lot of it is the Instagram and Twitter and, 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 and the yeah, social media. It feeds media, it. Uh, sort it feeds of, it. Uh, it feeds it. It feeds it and everything else, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, for that, I, I have got no excuse and no credit for whatsoever. Uh, there was there was talk about um, the pre uh, the pre match, and, and we'll get into the the day itself how good that was. But the 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 the, the, the the experience of coming up into the stadium was difficult. Uh, John Malone, one of the guys on Arsenal Fans Forum, had a rucksack. Um, and in that rucksack, uh, he had his items, which would normally be checked in a little tape, but around it. But he had to mm. buy a bag, which you yeah. mentioned, to put a bag within the bag, uh, which is the plastic bag. And if we're all meant to be environmental and everything else, it just seems absolutely ridiculous. Arsenal, sort yourself out. Arsenal, sort yourself out. The badge outside the stadium. Um, it is peeling the seats. Uh, you can't see your seat numbers. The seats are faded. Yeah, it's I know it's looking, that. It's looking 15, 20 years old. I know it is 15 years old, but it's looking really old. But I don't want to get into the negatives about that. They are facts, and Arsenal need to sort stuff about that. Trev, we had a great day. Um, football aside, exactly as Amanda said, and Albert, I'll bring you in in a second. Um, exactly as, as Amanda said, it was getting down to the pub. I got down to the pins a little bit early. I was planning to go down there for about one-ish when you got there, uh, but my wife said I was walking around and pacing the place like a caged lion, so she just rolled me to the tube station and sent me on my way. So I ended up in the pins, had a bit, a bit of food in the pins for opening. 
which was great. Uh, met up with uh, quite a few of the lads. Uh, met up with some of the the listeners and and uh, on here and and viewers on here. Uh, met up with lots of people from various WhatsApp groups, and it was really really good. Uh, so much so, I did say I done a little video clip after the game that when I was standing in the stadium, seeing the faces I'd seen and not seen for eighteen months previous, gone through the winter that I'd gone through with my wife and Albert, you'll know the same yeah. sort of thing that you went through with your mum. Yeah. Seeing that, and I've gone just chilled on, 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 on the back of my, seeing that, I actually genuinely had a tear in my eye. At one point I thought it was going to burst into, excuse my language, um, burst into tears because it, it, it was really emotional, but it was really good to see people. Trev, we had a really good day, didn't we, Trev? Oh, we did, yeah, indeed we did. It didn't start very well for me, Fergus, because I got my first pint of Guinness at the pins in a in a plastic jug, <laughs> and, I outside and I thought I'm drinking that pretty quick, and then looks and there was always my glass. <laughs> I was losing half of it at the bottom of my glass, but we did have a good day. But the, the, the princess, although her eight minutes was fourteen minutes, then she, <laughs> she makes she does make a lot of good points, you know, and 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 it is a biz. They're going to make every penny they can out of us now, which. You know, I, 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 when I go to football, football is a part of the day and I want to see us win every game. I want to see us win every game and I want to see us play really well and I want to see us improving. But if you're going to if you're going to dish up to me what you have done, you know, the last couple of seasons and the start of this season, then make me feel as a fan that, that I'm going to get a bit, a bit of value for money. You know, you, you're charging me Champions League prices to watch me football yeah. and... And and I'm getting I'm getting mid table at best, you know. You should have knocked a third off the prices of the tickets this year to reflect your in every other part of, in every other industry, people's pay is performance related, you know. And and you you, you charge what, what what you perform for, you know. You want to charge me six pound twenty for a pint of beer? Any other pub, I got served that in, I send it straight back. It's awful, you know. You charge me five pound for a bit of pizza, that I wouldn't give it to me dog. £5.20 for an hot dog. Oh, you know, if, if someone served that in front of me in the street, I'd say no. £5.20 for that. So, you know, you're giving me a visa card. Admittedly, I ain't got to use a visa card, but you're giving me a visa card, you know. Yeah. You're trying to sell me Bitcoin, you know. You're releasing yeah. training. I tried try to use my... You set up I tried to use my card. I tried releasing... to use my card. It wouldn't work. Listen, you're releasing training kit, you're releasing warm-up kit, yeah. you're releasing travelling kit, you're releasing leisure kit, you're releasing special issue kits, you're releasing free match kits. Arsenal, this, all this stuff, is, I'm happy to pay all of that and do all of that if you're giving me the product. Yeah. You ain't giving me the product, Arsenal, and you've got to start thinking about us fans, you know. You've got to start thinking about us fans. And you're right, the stadium is looking jaded, you know, the yeah. stadium. Mm. Looking not very good at all, and I agree with Princess. But you see, with the with the fans abusing, I saw Albert nodding, and and I, I hope I'm not being presumptuous there, Albert. But with with the fans behaving like this, these young kids, these young kids are very impressionable, right? Very yeah. impressionable young people, and if they can go on social media and see certain other channels or outlets constantly abusing our players and our manager, then they're going to think that's acceptable behaviour. And it's not acceptable behaviour to abuse anybody like that, especially not when they've got children and families around them. So that that's that bit done for me. Apart from that, I, I, you know, I love my football. I'm, I'm still going to go on Wednesday. 
You know, I'm still going to go next week. I'm still going to keep going. I'm, I'm still going to meet all my friends. I wish Arsenal could win. I really do wish we could win every game. But we're not. And if we can't, then Arsenal Football Club needs to start considering the product they're offering us for what they charge us because we're being robbed on from that perspective. Right, I only had about four minutes then, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know what? I forgot to mention that when we walked up to our seat, we didn't. there was no numbers on the row. We had literally, oh, had, I, I didn't, until you said that, Fergus, I didn't realise it was all yeah, right in the grounds. We literally, had, I mean, I roughly could count where I sat, but. The discs on the ground, I'm yeah, row nine, five, and it was actually row six. Uh, row 11 didn't exist. Row 13 was uh, row three. Um, <laughs> it, it's looking really tired. Listen, Albert, um, oh, you've been sitting there oh. for 20 minutes. Bless him. All you said is, <laughs> nice, comfortable all you said is like, I ran a race. <laughs> Where, where where did you watch the game? How did you enjoy the game? Um, and, and 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 let you know, was it good to be back? Uh, the, yeah, was it good to be back and uh, and seeing fans, whether you saw it on TV or whether you uh, saw it in, in in person at the stadium? Um, I was I watched the game at home. I had a few commitments in terms of not being able to get tickets to go, but. Um... You know what it is? Because I know, obviously, a few season ticket holders. I know how they was buzzing to go to Brentford away. Like, when you when you get the chance to go to new ground, I, mm. I, I, I understand that feeling for some of the fans. Um, and obviously, for some of the guys that to actually go back to football to enjoy it. I mean, I was at the Emirates for the last Premier League game against West Ham. Even that game, we should have lost. Um, but you know what it is, Fergus? I think... I know it's been... It's, it's been a hard sell. It's, it's been a hard watch to watch Arsenal. It's been a grind. Um, and even before COVID, it wasn't even that enjoyable anyway. I mean, we would score goals, but we wouldn't win, we wouldn't win many games. We was, became the draw specialist. So mm. that was even before COVID. Obviously, subsequently coming back from the COVID and, you know, the subsequent season after that. Um, it's just, I, I said it, some, a lot of people ask me, what was your sort of thoughts and feelings about coming into this season um, off the back of the whole Euro content I was doing. Um, and I generally wasn't looking forward to the season at all. Um, they've got, Trez mentioned it, like the club have got to give us something as fans, man. We can't, You can't expect us to see light at the end of the tunnel out of nothing. You know, you guys mentioned about the state of the stadium. I've heard that for about the last six, seven months. I mean, the stadium's not even that old. No. I mean, why, why, Everything at the club is wrong. The under-23s ain't performing that well from what I believe. The ladies' team ain't doing too well. The men's team are not doing that well. The, ta the stadium doesn't look too great. The, the prices are overpriced. Everything is just wrong. Everything just doesn't seem right. I mean, even, for example, um, with the whole Aubameyang and Lacazette thing. Now, I'm not no, I'm not no brain surgeon, but I still can't understand why. It waited a full week to say that the guys had COVID. They let us know about Ben White having COVID, even though it wasn't really, it wasn't kind of really. A Did you find that odd, Albert? That when Mikel was asked last week, he went, um, Bamiang and Lacazette are real, and that's it. I can't say anymore. Yeah, he shut that down super quickly. But why not just say they had COVID? Because then it, we were. To, to, to be honest, that, that is on my list of, of things that we've got to talk about. And, and, and if we do get oh. to the game itself, so Arsenal. Um, on, unless you had anything else to add, Albert, at this point, Sorry. did you have anything else? No, no, no just, no, cool. in, just in terms of um, 
No, just in terms of how Arsenal fans are feeling towards um, sort of the start of the season. And if I sort of fast forward with the pre-season games, everybody has their their feel as to how important it really, really is. You know, for me, when I play football, is about a fitness thing. Um, the results you can take over a pinch of salt. But I didn't. I consciously made an effort not to really watch the pre-season games. But I said, you know what, the Tottenham one, I, I need to see it for my own two eyes. What what the Arsenal fans have been moaning about in regards to social media or the Arsenal fans just in general, but um, it, it felt like watching them last season. A lot of possession of the football, get the ball out to the left hand side with Kieran Tierney, get the ball into the box. Nobody's in there to finish the dinner. It's exactly what we saw last season, and I said in terms of the first, I would judge it on the first two months of the season. I looked at the fixtures. I said, you know what? Arsenal, for me, minimum, it's, and it's going to really sound probably pessimistic, if they don't get at least 10 out of 18 points, it's, it, I don't think 10 out of 18 points is a good return, if you want me to be honest. But realistically, realistically looking at the fixtures, minimum 10 points. We've got none at the moment with a very tricky game on Saturday. So potentially could be no points out of nine. Listen, we we got really unlucky with our our, our first three uh, our first three games. Brentford yeah. first time in the in in the league yeah. in seventy four years. New stadium. They've been in the stadium for a year. No fans. The fans go in. It's a London derby. Add on, add on, and on. And Brentford hadn't been had only lost had conceded uh, goals. Hadn't conceded a goal in ten out of eight of their last uh, in eight out of the last ten games. Um, Yes, there was this COVID thing, uh, the injury that we're talking about, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Uh, we were without Gabby, we're without White, Bellerin, Party, Odegaard, Lacazette, Aubameyang, although he was on the bench, Eddie and William, all due to COVID uh, issues. I totally agree with you, Amanda, about uh, last week uh, with uh, COVID. Why wasn't it announced? Why wasn't it said? We would all understand uh, why... Um, a player couldn't play because mm. we've all topic become conditioned to 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 everything. What did we make of the lineup that went out? Trevor, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the lineup that we had um, for the game against uh, Chelsea? Bear in mind we had had four successive matches against Chelsea in all competitions, and uh, we had won all of the last four. You know, we'd we'd done really well against. We matched them man for man in the last game. We didn't seem to do it this time. What, what was your thoughts, Trev? No, I, I, I was a bit worried when I saw Martinelli starting because I thought he looked really tired the week before. I think he's had a big Olympic Games and I'd have, I'd have liked to have seen him not starting because I've been saying it for a few weeks now, Fergus, we, we, we're not scoring goals. Scoring goals wins you games of football, you know. So so I, I want to see Aubameyang or Lacazette fit. Although they've been out of form, I still hold hope that they'll regain that form and, and start scoring the goals again. And and then I think we'll be all right. Scoring goals is our problem. We went 2-0 down to Chelsea and, and it was it was just two very basic, basic bad bits of defending, really. I, I didn't think I'd be seeing that from us this year. But then you've got to remember the injuries, as, as we've all rightly said. So... You know, I'm hoping that I can't. I haven't got much hope against Man City. I'm hoping we'll do okay, but we never do very good up there, really. I, I mean, the last time we won there, I think it was two 0 Sani Cazorla scored first. Um, but I'm hopeful that we get these few players fit. 
we may be bringing one more player and there's it, lots of ifs and the strikers pick up and we're away, you know, we'll be away. But what I will say, on, on, not on a negative, but it's just a fact, really. Emery's first season in charge of the Arsenal, right? His first two games were Chelsea and Man City. And we lost them both, right? We lost them both. But in them games, I thought another day we could have nicked something from them games. Another day we could have... But against Brentford and against Chelsea this weekend, it didn't even enter my mind that we could have nicked something from them games. We just didn't look as if we had the penetration. And uh, so I'm a bit worried. But you know me, Fergus, I'm always positive. We'll be all right. We'll come good. We'll finish about eighth or ninth. And uh, I'll still go to every game. So, yeah... The fact of the matter is, you've asked a question we can't really answer this early in the season, mate. It, it is a difficult one to answer at, the, at this stage of the season. Um, looking at uh, the, the the game itself, if we look at... Um, Albert, I'll come to you first. Uh, the uh, And then, Amanda, I'd like you to comment as well. <clears throat> um, the first goal, the Lukaku goal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just... The, my, my brother is a Man United fan, and he sent me through a little image as well. And he just highlighted all our defensive players. He also highlights in the middle there, um, Smith Rowe, what's he doing? He, he, he doesn't know the team as well as I, I would do. He just is in no man's land. Uh, I do agree, Smith Rowe should be a little bit further forward. But this defensive formation, uh, our, our lack of formation, Albert, uh, thoughts? Um. In terms of the lineup, I mean, to me, honest, I, I personally, and I think many people would probably agree, um, you match Chelsea up in terms of playing three at the back. Because to me, the two goals don't happen if you play with three centre backs and two wing backs. Um, to play a flat back four, yes, I understand Ben White was missing from the game, but surely within your, your training setups and you have contingency plans for for if things go wrong. So for me, that was a mistake not to play three at the back. You could have played Tini in the back three. You could have played Tavares as left wing back. There, there were options to negate Chelsea's threat. Um, from what I could see, I might be wrong. Um, the, 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 the plan seemed to me was to, the minute Lukaku gets the ball, one of the centre-halves get tight and the midfield players get around to compress the space. But the problem is, Chelsea have got two very good progressive ball players in Kovacic and Jorginho. For those were the two guys that you have to harangue and press and press in the right areas in order to cut off the supply to get to Lukaku. Because, I mean, the, the sentences, the, the, the words that come to my mind is just golfing class. And, you know, I think if Chelsea really had put their foot on the accelerator, there was a point even when it was at 2 0 in the first half it could have been three and fours. Um, and, you know, even the goals, they were avoidable. Um, Kieran Tierney for one of the goals overcommits way too much. Saka's caught napping in terms of the first goal. Um, Reese James was the out ball every single time. If it wasn't him, it was Alonso on the left. But this is things that Arteta would have known about. This is not a shock. Chelsea play like this. It's, you know... They, 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 you know, they rely heavily on the wing back system. So the goals we conceded, um, yeah, just, just not, just not good enough. And in terms of, I thought Chelsea would have more of the ball anyway, to be honest. So it wasn't that much of a shock. At one point, they had sixty six percent possession, yeah. and you could tell they had that amount of possession 
when Arsenal have them stats in terms of possession, you're, you're kind of scratching your head thinking, well, how have we got so much possession, but we're so toothless? There's just, there's no penetration. There's no, uh, the speed of our play, whether it's whether it's Leno with the ball at the back, um, the centre, none of the centre-halves are comfortable on the ball. Um, no one ball progresses. You know, yes, part nope. is, a, is a massive, massive miss, but mm. tra- transitional play-wise, even sometimes, even when he's in the team, the build-up of play is too slow. It's easy for teams to set up against us. It's way too easy. Amanda, um, Scully puts a question in here. Um, with all those missing players, would it have actually made a difference? Lukaku just bullied that defence, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, but as Albert said, we should, the formation was wrong. As much as I, um, I'm an Arteta supporter... I don't understand his formation yesterday. Lukaku just took our defence to pieces. Mari is not good enough. And that, again, we need Gabriel back. You've got you've got Tierney being drawn in. You've got Honestly, that was right in front of where I sit. That player was right in front of me in the East End. And he's on his own. I mean, I but, don't understand but, why but, he didn't play a back but, five. But, yes, it would have made a difference. He would have had party on the pitch a fit Lacazette and Aubameyang that was two years ago, you know, you can't say whether it would or wouldn't have, but we've, we've do well against Chelsea normally with the back five. And I don't know why I changed it. And I will agree with James on this as much as uh, James Johnston, who's in the uh, chat. He is totally doesn't want, there we are. He doesn't want Arteta um, at the club. That's fair enough. But on this occasion, I don't understand, but he, I personally think, Arteta wants to play a way that <laughs> play a formation that our players are not good enough to play. I think that there's an issue there with that as well. And we, I, I feel he's unlucky at times, Fergus, though. When has he ever had a full fit team? I mean, it's do we true. even know? I mean, I mean, we all love Tierney. There's no doubt about it. Definitely future Arsenal captain. Do we know if he's injured? Because again, he went off. It is such a worry with him. Uh, well, you know, th- th- there's another player you could talk about, uh, Trev, is Party. Party yeah. um, uh, is is unfit again. They talk about the pitch. We've had it with Theo Walcott many years ago, um, about the pitch is hard. London Colney's pitch is hard. Uh, you know, <laughs> Trev, Look, come on, let's let's bring this bring yeah. this back up a bit. Who knows about Party? You know what I mean? It's, I've heard that he never got injured in his previous club and he's come to us and, yep. and he's been in trouble all the time. You know, it's a shame. I, I think our problems lay in the middle of the park. Fergus is our main problem. Along, You know, I've said about the strikers, but oh, I'd heard people talking about this. Pursuit. Is it Basuma at Brighton? Is it Basuma? Yeah, Basuma, yeah. Mm. yeah. two games yeah. so far. Brighton were on the telly on Friday night. So I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to watch this fella. And he did everything in his playmaking midfield role that we don't. He, 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 he turned with the ball. When he had space in front of him, he used every inch of that space. And, and, he, and he, he, he transitioned the ball from the centre forwards into, into the attacking midfielders so quickly that the opposition are already on their back foot. And, and as a result, right, if you've got someone doing that, then you ain't going to get the press so much because the opposition are going to be thinking, if we press too much... This bloke's going to go round us, through or over us, and we're done for. And and we don't do that. I think teams can press us in the confidence that we don't quite have the skills or the or or, or the um the forethought in in midfield to move the ball quickly forward. 
the first, I'm not going to name names, we all know really who I'm talking about, but the first thought is sideways or, or backwards. Even when there's space in front of our midfield at times, yeah. don't look into that space, don't use that space. And, and looking at the bigger picture, that gives the other teams confidence to press up on us because they don't think we're going to use the ball. But, you know, on a brighter note, we have got all these players out injured, you know. We, we are still the Arsenal, you know, and, and we're going we're gonna to get better. You know, we're not going to have the best season, I don't think, already. It's a shame because nope. I thought we might. Well, we can't get worse <laughs> at the oh, moment. Yes. Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. We that haven't scored a goal great. yet. <laughs> it worries me greatly. A, 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 a chap on... On Arsenal Twitter today, a few of you might know him, I'm not going to know him, but he knows a few of the Arsenal players, he knows a few of the old Arsenal players. And he said, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't lie this bloke and he wouldn't make things up, but he said he was in the in the director's area yesterday and Bob Wilson was there, George Graham was there. And Bob Wilson is seriously worried about the position of this football club at the moment. And right. for a, a man of Bob Wilson's calibre oh, yeah. to make that known, right? He must be terribly worried, Bob Wilson. Mm. Trevor, Bob Wilson is a Trevor me, me, meetings have been held, are, are, are being held. Uh, there was meetings last week. There was meetings in London again today. There's stuff going on that we are not party to. Um, Arteta is under serious pressure. And, uh, you know, we got Man City. I think the current Arsenal, you'd give us a swerve against Man City and... Uh, Chelsea to a certain degree and, and a bit of, you know, you, you'd allow them to let that drop, maybe get a point out yeah. of those two games would be okay. The Brentford game was a big shock. Uh, huge, huge games against Norwich and Burnley. Um, and Thanks. West Brom, which we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. Uh, but look, listen, that's me. I couldn't even look at Lukaku ce celebrating. That's me. <laughs> I was on BBC. <laughs> Don't show me a game, Fergus. Where was it? Oh, there we go. There. there. You can see, see his best side. Oh, Both chins. Right. Both chins. <laughs> <laughs> listen, second goal, James. James. Before you move on, wait a minute. Listen, I thought, just since, I thought Tavares looked really good when he came yeah. in. Yeah. I thought he lifted us. I thought he was a massive positive and we've been quick enough to call him in recent weeks, right? So he needs our support when we give it. I thought that Aubameyang put in a shift as well. I thought he came on and he looks as if he was a bit livelier. So, you know, there are some positives to come out of it. We've got, you know, and the biggest positive is the European Tour starts this week, Fergus. The European Tour starts <laughs> this week. I'm excited. It does indeed. Listen, let's let's just rattle through the the end of the Chelsea game because we, I think we've we've done quite a lot of talking around a lot of the issues. The James goal again, similar uh, problems as we had the first one. Maori gets dragged forward, Tierney drops in, and either Shaka or Saka, and I don't believe Saka is the one that should be criticised as much as Shaka. Uh, our captain uh, should be criticised for not dropping back and covering the vacated area that uh, Tierney did to cover Maori when he was too far up the pitch. Um, what did you think about that and the penalty shout out uh, that Saka had, um, Albert? With the penalty shout out, I thought that I thought there was very quick in terms of the commentary and. The, the so-called experts, so it's very quick to dismiss that. I mean, to be honest, when I saw it in real time, I thought it was a pen. Um, and then when I saw it again, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't particularly very sure, but I, I, I could have seen why that would have been given. Um, I just I let, me ask you, let me oh. ask you this question. 
if that was if that was outside the box, there's contact. Yeah, is that a free kick? Hundred percent, it would have been given. There's so there's a thing to be, there seems to be this thing where if it, if if it happens in any other area of the pitch, a free kick will be given nine nine ten times out of ten. But there's something there's something about it when it happens in the box, it's questionable. It's not a penalty. The player went down too easily. And that's the problem. Some people are saying Saka hit his leg first. It doesn't matter. Contact is contact. But can I just say something, please? Do you remember last season or the season before when a player went down because he kicked David Luiz in the uh, back of the calf? And they gave a penalty and we all went mental because it was like, but he's hit Luiz. And the whole of the TV uh, pundits were saying, no, it's a penalty because Louise shouldn't have been there. What was the difference yesterday? That, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't, I personally don't think, sorry about it. I don't think either was a penalty. I don't think Saka's is and I don't think the one against Louise is. But if you're going to give it against Louise, you've got to give it for Saka. Yeah. And there's there comes the inconsistency. The only thing is with penalties, it's all about opinions. You know, we could sit here and argue it all day. It doesn't mean we're wrong or right. It's just how we feel about it. Yesterday, I thought it was a penalty. On the rules of what I've seen go in the last 18 months, uh, two years, when David Luiz gave that penalty, when they gave it against him when he was playing, I can't remember the game, when he was playing away, that player well, hit... Wolves away. Wolves yeah, away. that player yeah. hit Luiz's leg. So what was the difference yesterday? But I have to say, and I never normally say this, actually, I thought the ref was diabolical yesterday. I really, I really do. I thought it was very, very pro Chelsea. But there we go. I've had my say. <laughs> Listen, if Delhi Alley's was a penalty yesterday, if Delhi Alley's was Absolutely. a penalty, was a penalty. There's no consistency at all. There's, how, do, how do they get away with it? These Tottenham players, eh? Delhi Alley really dives into a player and falls on the floor and gets a penalty. So it's, Fergus mentioned it just now. It's about consistency, and we don't seem to get. The rub of the green at all, do we? We don't seem to get the rub of the green at all. No, we don't. Uh, listen, in the second half, we went into half time 2 0 down, was a bit down at half time. I didn't even buy a beer because it was awful. Oh my uh, god, I was given one. <laughs> I was given one by David Murtha. Um, he he bought one for his nephew, but he's only seventeen. He had one pint and he was wankered. So um, he 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 got a, a pint from myself uh, from from me instead. Um, Rob Holding should have scored from a header. Um, he was unlucky. Um, and then Lukaku could have had a third. Um, but for listen, I don't do it often. I had to credit Leno with a great save. Trev, what did you make of that save after your two pints? You would have been able to see it clearly. Well, um, what, 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 what did you make of the save? It, and did it, you think he'd gone in? Oh, it was an astonishing piece of goalkeeping. Yeah. It was an it was a, it was a breathtakingly good piece of goalkeeping, you know. It, it, but, but Leno's good at that. I'm not going to talk down about Leno. But there's other parts of Leno's game that could improve, but that part don't have to because he's one of the best in the world at that, and mm-hmm. that's like proved it. Yeah, I know? agree, actually. You know? I agree, um, I agree. He, he's a good shot stopper. But, um, yeah. Listen, the result finished 2 0. It was um, it was Arsenal's uh, uh, worst um, uh, opening to two games uh, in our 118th. Uh, 
uh, campaign in the in the Premier League in all tiers. We have <laughs> never we haven't scored a goal. It's a Premier um, League in 118 years, is it? Uh, that, no gone. football. Sorry, sorry, actually, no, it doesn't count. It's our worst start since 1993, Trev. You are very right because football didn't exist before 1993. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, uh, Arteta's has broken a few records over this one, all negative yeah. ones. We're not going to go into those so much. What I'd like to do is you mentioned Lakonga, Ian Wright mentioned Lakonga, and he said it was his man of the match. Um, I, I think the guy, you know, you talked about Basuma earlier. I think the guy can actually probably raise himself to that level. Very simple, does very things, uh, things very, very simple, breaks play up, passes the ball forward. Shaka uh, could learn a thing or two from him. Uh, who would be your man of the match uh, if you were to choose an Arsenal player, uh, Princess? I haven't got one. I said this when I was coming out. I came out. I honestly, I, I, I I'm know, trying. That, that's not a podcast. What? Coming out. <laughs> I'm <sorry>. coming out. <laughs> I'm coming out. No, I, I couldn't <laughs> think of anyone that was man of the match. Um, I, I was thinking before James said it, Lekonga had a decent match, but I felt sorry for him, to be honest. I never feel sorry for Xhaka. I was watching Xhaka at some point yesterday. If that... I think he just turns around and plays towards the back. I I, I just don't get it. I, I and I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to pick any players out because, to be honest, none of them were any good. I think Saka's tired and he needs a rest. Absolutely. Um, I haven't got a man of the match. Really haven't. Okay. Princess, you're right. I, I must admit, uh... you're dead right. You're you're so right. And sorry, Fergus, I've cut you off again, but it wouldn't be a good start if I didn't cut you off. You know what I mean? But (laughs) you're right. You you can't choose a man in the match yesterday. We had no one that stands out. But you've you've just confirmed the point we were making, right? If you're playing against Arsenal at the moment and Granit Xhaka's got the ball deep in midfield, you you know what he's going to do 90% of the time. You know what he's going to do. He's going to turn and look for sideways or backwards. So you're going to press him. You're going to go. You're going to go at him because you know what way that ball's going to go, and you know you're going to you're going to push us back. And I honestly think people think I'm getting on Jacker's back, but I'm not ranting about him. I'm not swearing about him. I'm just saying what I see. Yeah, I'm saying what I see, and I'm saying it in a polite manner. He is. There's a major problem in our team, and and that's the central part of it. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Albert, thoughts? No, I I. Agree with Amanda. I, I, there's not a there's, there's not a, what anyone I'd give Amanda in the match personally. The thing is, and people can talk about the quality of Chelsea, but let's be honest: home game, London derby, Chelsea twenty two attempts at goal <laughs> to Arsenal six in the London derby. I don't care if it's the second game of the season or the, or the games playing down at Hackney Marshes. That's not acceptable at any stage of the season. So I can't sit here and, and, and come on a podcast and lie and go, you know what? Yeah, I'll give him a bit of credit. He should get mad at No. No. Do you know who should get mad at the match? The groundsman, because the pitch looked unbelievably yeah. stunning. It looked like carpet. So I'm going to give it to the groundsman yesterday. There you go. Good and Nigel somebody... Mitchell for coming out of Erdogan. <laughs> but apart from that, um, no, uh... I don't think we could. And if anyone did, Fergus... I'm sorry, the three of, well, the four of us on here have said, and we're all very different, you know, um, personalities and stuff. It's, it's bullshit. There is no one that played well yesterday. 
That's it. Yeah. Uh, some so somebody actually came along and nominated a man in the match very early on, uh, and it was for um, and I was desperately trying to find the comment to put it up, uh, and they, they commented about Shaq and his passing. I said the best pass he done was pass the armband to Bamiyang when he came. <laughs> that, on. Was <laughs> that was James. That was James. It's good job he didn't yes. drop it as he normally does. Listen. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, before we go into the uh, West Brom game and the European tour that Trev and Terry are going to go on, um, I did listen to Albert JTV and I did listen to you were talking to the two ladies uh, yeah. and you were talking to them about the fact that um, what team has ever put in three rookie appointments, which yeah. really stuck with me on that in the sense that we've got Arteta. Uh, we've got Edu, who mm. I, personally I thought was great when he, uh, in the way he walked across the bridge and engaged with fans. But no one stuff that I do. I think I think the guy is a bigger issue than Arteta. Uh, and then you got Vinay, who's an accountant and hasn't got a clue. Albert, do you want to expand a little bit more on on, on that, and then see what the other two have to say on on that? We, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on it because yeah, I want yeah. to go on to the West Brom game. Yeah, I just, I, Fergus, I sort of made the point. I originally made the point last season. Um, I think it was probably maybe the last 32 round or the last 16 round in the Europa League. And I just said, look, you when you really, really look at it, I, I can't understand, even if a club is going through a cycle or a transition, how at three key senior positions of a football club, the size of Arsenal, at the so-called big club, how you can have rookies, you know, th there's no ingredient, there's no ingredients or no components for that to be successful in, you know, a kind of a sinking ship, if that's, that may be quite a strong term to use, but I don't know any other big football club that's ever had to have or ever been in a position where you have a transition like that. I, I don't actually think it would even happen because someone at the football club has got to look at it and say, look, we cannot have a situation where we've got we're appointing the manager who's never who's never had a coach a, a manager role in his career. We have a guy that was a coordinator that's going to be the technical director and a guy who's an accountant, as you say, as a CEO. Those, those are massive, massive positions at a football club. And many Arsenal fans will say to me, Ferguson, Amanda, and Trevor, oh, you know what? No, no, the old regime's gone. No more Gazidis. Fenger's not there no more. Sonelli's done his little little bit. But I said, no, no. I said, bringing in the likes of Partey and bringing in Gabriel. Yes, they're positive signings, but there's so much wrong with the squad, let alone just the, the first 11. It's, it's too big a thing. It's, too, the, the, it's, too, it's huge. And I'm not surprised when we come into sort of this transfer window. Arsenal fans are up, are in out in in uproar. They're not happy about the signings, or we haven't spent enough money, or whatever the reason could be. But it's just, I'm I'm not surprised in terms of the business we've done. I don't know what players the Arsenal fans are expecting to come in. Yes, you can talk about non-Europe. Let's but let's be honest. Even though we had European football for many, many, many years, you know, even to to the point that some of our fan base weren't even alive. So, <laughs> but we still it still hasn't been a successful run. Mm. Yes, European football is going to harm us not being in it, but that for me, when you look at the grand scheme of things, it, it's not really set up to be successful. Yes, you have to give people an opportunity in particular roles, but in the state Arsenal were in, 
to have three rookies. You could get away with one person being inexperienced, possibly, but not three. And now you've kind of seen a result of that. Trevor, unmute yourself, mate. Who muted my mic then? It wasn't me. <laughs> you see, <Yeah. laughs> Albert, you're right, mate. And, that, and the thing is, as well, is that the further you drop, the harder yeah. it is to get back to the very top. You see, Liverpool done it. It took them years and years and years. You remember? Yeah. Mediocre, that great Liverpool side became. And, and the, the further you drop, the, the harder it is to get back. And that is why I don't like the thought of, of um, missing. Of, of not not having European football because I see it as another part of decline and I want to decline halted mate so but I do agree with what you're saying absolutely I agree with what you're saying and you know we say I said that Arteta's got till this Christmas and I stand by that although it's getting harder and harder to state say that and part of that is Chelsea I mean you can't deny the fact Tuchel has gone in at Chelsea and he's took exactly the same group of players that weren't performing for a rookie manager, exactly yeah. the same as we got. It took exactly the same group of players. And it's took them within three months. He's won the European Championship, you know. So, you know, you can contradict yourself all the time. But, yeah, you're, you're right, Fergus. Uh, what, sorry, Albert. You're right, mate. We, we, we're struggling. We are struggling. I, I, I'm right as well, Trev, just just for the record. <laughs> Why are you right? I can't see you. Amanda, what's your thoughts on... on, on um, Albert's point about the rookie, the, the rookie three uh, three oh, yeah, it's hard for an Irishman to so. say. It's hard, isn't it? I'm yeah. a bit like Hilsey. I, I, I was going to give Arteta till Christmas, but it is getting harder and harder each game. I do, I, I just feel that we can go on and on about it, but you know, Wenger left us in a very bad position. We all knew it was going to take time. I don't think we thought it was going to be as dramatic as this with Emery coming in. Then the Ozil and, you know, Kalazanash and that click and, you know, what Xhaka did on the pitch. And you re we've really lost a lot of what we used to be. And we lost that because of Highbury. You know, we can go on about it and on about it. But unfortunately, it's not the same anymore. Mm. I did debate about not going back this season. I've had a season ticket since I was about nine. So I was about 40 odd years. I did really think about it um, and I wasn't going to go back. Then COVID hit. And then you realise how much you miss it. And I thought, right, I'm going to go back for this season. I really want to support Arteta and I want to support Arsenal. And I want to I want to see us starting to do well. And I want to see some, you know, potential. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm actually quite miserable about it, if I'm honest. And you know how positive I am. And I get shouted down on Twitter and all the other pods I've been on for being positive because most people don't want Arteta there. They don't feel he's, he's good enough. Um, it's too big a club for him. It's too much. I just asked the same question. Who would you bring in that would make any difference with these group of players? You know what? We could do another hour on uh, the replacement yeah. for uh, that and the pros and cons for a replacement. I understand everyone's frustration. I understand uh, that people have ambitions of getting the likes of Conti. And I, I, I spoke with Potsy uh, yesterday and some of the other guys uh, yesterday. And I said, Conti won't come to us. as £12 million. He'll want, he'll mm. want £300 million pounds, uh, worth of spending. No manager of that level are going to get backed by our owners quite, uh, uh, right now. Um, and the level that we would get in would probably be Graham Potter, 
um, Nuno Santos, uh, and that sort of level, because we are in a rebuild. And for that reason, I think that fans, uh, it is tough, it's difficult. Fans should stick by what we've got, at least till what myself and Trev and you have said, till Christmas and see how we go from there. It is getting a hard ask. Listen, we've got a big ask on Wednesday night. Uh, Trev starts his European tour He's got his passport. He's been double jabbed. Uh, he's got his visa. Uh, he's even learned how to go yam yam because he's gone up Brum. He's gone he's West Brom. Brum. <laughs> he's going to the baggies. Uh, he, he's going to the baggies. baggies. Yeah. Well, um, we won't need a replacement because let's be positive. We'll be flying by Christmas and we'll have forgotten all about this. We'll <laughs> all be a hero. We'll be having a statue in this season because we're doing so well, you know, so we'll be flying. But, yeah, the, the European tour does start on Wednesday night, and it's uh, it's just a short story in that. Me and my good friend Terry Greenwood, who's been in the chat tonight, he's, he's, a, he's a top lad. He's, he's, me, he's me going away to Europe, mate. We travel all over together, and we go to all the games. And, and of course, for the first time in many years, we've already said we ain't got Europe this year. So we've decided that the, the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, is going to be our Europe this year. So we're having night away in hotel for every game. We're going to we're going to travel. We're going to get drunk, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good boys away trip like we have done in previous years for Europe. But unfortunately, the first one ain't going to be Spain or Portugal or Ukraine or Belarus. It's going. It's going to be West Bromwich Albion, but we'll be there at midday. Listen, listen that's, a, that's far more backward than Belarus sometimes. Yeah, true. But we'll be there at midday on Friday, on Wednesday in, in Birmingham, and I'll get home probably sometime Thursday evening. So <laughs> it, it, it's a proper <laughs> this is um this is our European aways this year, and we're gonna we're gonna enjoy every minute of it. And it, it can't be as bad as when we was in the in the Ukraine at Poltava, but that's uh, that's another story. I think it's on our website, that blog, and Tip Fergus. The uh, yes, it is the, um, the the trip to Poltava, but I suppose West Brom's comparable. And Terry's just come in the, in the chat there. Yeah, I'm having two pints, Donna. I promise, I'm having two pints. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone would believe that, anyway. <laughs> uh, Albert and Amanda, um, starting lineups. On this uh, game, do do you go full out and yeah. focus? And it, it, listen, I've got a couple of questions down here, and I'm just going to encompass the whole lot to all three of you. Actually, um, do you go all out and put a first team side out and get through to the next round? Because we have got the toughest tie in this um, in this uh, leg of this tournament. Because I think everyone else is like you know uh, got. Uh, lesser teams and so on. And West Brom have scored 11 goals uh, so far in their four games. 4-0 uh, at home against Sheffield United. 3-2 um, against Luton. Um, they came back against Blackburn away to win 2-1. And they drew uh, against Bournemouth 2-2. They conceded five goals. So we haven't scored a goal yet. Um, do we put out our best 11? Bear in mind what we talked about earlier about injuries and people coming back from COVID and so on, do we put out our best 11 and chuck everything like George Graham did back in 1987? Amanda, I'll come to you first on that one. Um, it's a tough one, Fergus, because we're not going to win Saturday. Princess, behave yourself now. We're not going to win Saturday. Princess, There's, behave yourself Don't be now. ridiculous, Hilsey. I mean, I'm no, even going... 
I, I mean, we're just not going to win Saturday. I mean, I was obviously being like quite positive yesterday, thinking a draw. I think he goes out for it all out on Wednesday, to be honest, because I, <laughs> I honestly think it's going to be, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but absolutely annihilated on Saturday. It's I, 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 can't, I can't. Do you know what? I'm actually dreading it. I'm looking forward to my trip to Manchester, but I'm actually dreading going to the game, and I've never been like this before. And I was at the Etihad the first time I ever went when we beat them, which we hadn't done in years. Amanda, did you not go in the final against, uh, against Chelsea? And oh, we all went there thinking we're going to get fuck. absolutely smashed. No, I didn't think we'd lose 5 or 6 nil against Chelsea. But no, I didn't think we'd win. Yeah, but, but it's the same on. feeling. Fergus, no. Listen to me. Stop, because I'm going to have to put a stop to this right now. If any Arsenal fans think we're going to be <laughs> win on Saturday, even get a draw, even lose less than 2 nil, they need sectioning. Because I'm not being funny. I'm one of the most positive Arsenal fans you'll ever meet. But if you're sitting here saying that, that's ridiculous. I'm actually going, I'm going out. What we're going to beat City to now. I tell you something, Hilsey. If we do, I promise Careful. you, I'll do a video saying Careful. you're right on Twitter. Careful. Right? Careful. It's, it's just video saying Donna you're right. Happy. Donna will not be happy you saying he's, he's right. Donna will not be pleased. <laughs> he's mental. He's not right. Um, but you do. I mean, seriously, no one, no one. And I, I and I know so many people who travel home and away who are not going Saturday. I feel like I'm going to be the only one there, to be honest. Um, and I'm not sitting with the Arsenal lot anyway. That's even worse. I'll have to, by half time, I'll be in the, I can just imagine it. I don't even drink and I'll be in the bar. But um, <laughs> we go out for it. We have to, I'll tell you why. If we win on Wednesday night, it gives us a little bit of momentum. We've got to get a goal. For God's sake, we haven't scored since the season started, which is unheard of in my head. So we go out for it, all out for it on Wednesday night. He's got to play his best team. Um, Albert, what do you, what, how would you take it? And uh, Trules is uh, talking about Amanda, such negativity. It's the first time ever, anybody has ever said you were negative. I know. <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't know me very well because he hasn't watched <laughs> me for years when I've been banging the drum for Arsenal. I, I can't bang yeah. it at the moment. That, that would be ridiculous. But anyway. Albert, uh, how, do, how do you approach this game? Do you approach it by putting your strongest lineup up? up? Is this competition important to Arteta? His longevity and the role he's in, uh, Christ! If 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 he loses on Wednesday, oh my God! Uh, just turn off Twitter. Yeah, well, I'll do that most times anyway, to be honest. But no, um, what I would say in terms of um, putting out a strong team or best eleven, I think even if everybody was fit, if he like I said to you last last season, Fergus. Trying to second guess Mikel Arteta, I, I don't think he knows what his best eleven is, and that's even if everybody was fit. You know I what? You got I a generally, great I generally point. believe that. Yeah, um, you got a great point there. I really struggle to know what his starting eleven is and some of his tactics, and I think that's why he's lo losing some of the fan yeah. base. But carry on. Yeah, um, no European football, and um, for me personally, as much as I love ninety ninety three cup double, I want to see us win a league cup again. In my lifetime, hopefully. I'd like to see a score and, and defend properly, but hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, listen, we ain't won it since '93. That's a that's a long time. 
very, very long time. Oh, let's, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put some wrongs right, man. Come on, let's let's get some get some more silver in the cabinet. Why not? Let, actually, it would be really nice and just to do it. I know it was Birmingham City, but it's still West Country. Oh, it still God. would be nice to put that dreadful final memory uh, yeah. that we oh, had at Wembley God. in 2010 uh, and just like put something on that. Um, Terry's in the chat and he's gone European Wednesdays. Uh, listen, the League Cup is now for us. It's Champions it League is. football again, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. <laughs> Fergus, Fergus, we've got to put. We should put our strong side out yeah. against strongest side out against West Brom, right? We haven't got European football. We've got yeah. a big squad to rest one or two players. I think I'd like to see Ramsdale start. To be honest, I'd like to see him get some some game time under his belt. I think that the two players that maybe Saka and Martinelli should be rested because they both look tired. They've both had long summers playing football for England and for Brazil, respectively. And so maybe they might get a bit of a rest. But we've got Odegaard to come, you know, and uh, I think he'll get a run out. So we need to go strong because, as as, as Albert rightly says, the, the Cups, there are our opportunity this season to, to see some football. I mean, if we go out the Cups early, oh, right, we've got nothing. Imagine. We've got nothing. There's nothing for us, you know, we've got the league and we're not going to win that. It's, we're going to be reminded, you know, Princess is a bit older than me, so she'll remember, right? But we're going to be reminded. <laughs> she wasn't born pre-1886. <laughs> but listen, if we go out of Cups early this season, you youngsters, you younger people will, will get to realise what it was like in, in the, the mid-70s and the mid-80s, you know, when we just didn't win anything and we finished with table and... But we still went to every game and we still enjoyed our football. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to get it in your head. And, and just to finish off, the biggest mistake Arteta made, for me, an embarrassment last season, was not was disrespecting the FA Cup and putting a weak side out of Southampton and we got beat in the FA Cup. He disrespected the Cup competition and he shouldn't make that mistake again in either of the Cups this year. So I want to see a strong side. I want to see a strong performance. you know, And I want to see us beat West Brom and carry on the European tour because if we lose to West Brom, my European tour is over before it started, isn't it? I'm not happy European with that. Tour. Good. I'll Sorry, take you for yeah. European tour around the Emirates, Hills I'll tell you that. The beer's not good enough. No. Yeah, well, sorry, one small thing. So I think one positive that I saw in the last, before the Chelsea game, obviously, um, small thing, but I must admit, when I saw Aaron Ramsdale's interview, um, mm. I, I must admit that to me, that's the one positive I've taken in recent weeks. He looked absolutely buzzing. He said he couldn't yep. stop smiling. That was the one positive thing I can take as an Arsenal fan. I thought it was brilliant. And he got brilliant. abuse before he even joins. It's disgusting yeah, 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 what yeah. happened to him. But, but Albert, who abused Arteta, that, that those idiots who never attend a game, don't know anything about a game, and just sit on Twitter and don't even talk to their parents. But it's not. Do you know what? It's not <laughs> even. It's not even Twitter. And there's millions and millions of good people on Twitter and social media. You just find it's the people that don't even go to the games that you know. Yeah. It's not only social media, because a lot of people on social media I know go to the games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you don't go to the game, I don't think any less of you. My dad is the biggest gooner on the flipping planet, and he does it the last four years, he's three years, he's not been. He won't go anymore. But I will say something else. It's, you're right, Albert, about Ramsdale. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Erdogan came on the pitch yesterday, yeah. and he was just as happy as well. And he was buzzing, and he was like, can you imagine that, playing for us on loan, and then we want him to sign for us? He looked ecstatic. And mm. really, if you're going to join Arsenal at the moment, 
is tough because yeah. Yeah. you know what and, and you know what's harder and I do believe that it would have been harder for Arteta last year is the fact that we weren't there the fans weren't in the ground last year. Oh, that, that, that's, that's a huge influence. It saved yeah. West Ham and West Ham uh, got a, a better league result because the, the fans weren't in there getting on um, Sullivan and Gold's back. Uh, I know some of the coaching uh, team in there and they said, Jesus, yeah, it made it so it's a relief. easier. The pressure's, yeah, the pressure's a, gone. Such a relief. But it's not and, real and life. And that wasn't, yeah. 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 Um, on the Odegaard and Ramsdale uh, signings, um, the Odegaard one, I thought he'd done okay for us in um, uh, the last season. I wasn't overly stoked about him signing. Um, I feared that he might hold back Smith Rowe, but they can rotate, and I think it's good depth in, uh, in the squad for both parties. Uh, on the Ramsdale one, um, I wasn't fussed whatsoever until I saw what Trevor had pointed out to me, and I never bothered watching. And then somebody put in our WhatsApp group, um, his video on Instagram, yeah. and I, I tell you what, I, I, I was brushing my teeth just watching, as you do with uh, um, these things that come through. I stopped, I sat down, and I watched, mm. and I went, if that guy can play football half as good as his passion about being yeah. delighted to 100%. play for the club, I would be fantastic. Yeah. And just one final note before um, we go to a close. Um, for those people on social media and those people who don't go uh, to football often, I have got no uh, issues with them. Um, but if you want to know a bit more about your club, uh, make sure you watch our Arsenal History series on YouTube and audio. Um, we, myself and Trevor, over the summer, had uh, the great pleasure of having Mark and Andy join us and educate me for sure. And I'm sure educated Trevor in some aspects as well. Um, and we worked our way right from the day, well, the year after Trevor was born in 1886, right through till 2021. Um, and we've done it. It's uh, just shy of 10 hours, four seconds shy of 10 hours worth of video over eight episodes. Uh, get your ears around it. I know we got a lot of new followers, thanks to uh, and, and viewers today, thanks to Amanda mm -hmm. and uh, Albert joining us and a bit of a crossover. Um, so do have a look at that. Um, Trev, did you have anything further to say on that? And uh, then we can go to close. It was apart from having to talk to you for ten hours. It was very pleasurable <laughs> recording those podcasts. Um, I would suggest that people listen to it on audio, actually, because they haven't got to look at you. But you know, I agree. Actually, <laughs> it was a very, very interesting. It was, it was, it was a little thing idea that crossed our minds, and we didn't think it'd take off. But it was just a pleasure talking. And I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna close off here and let Amanda and, and Albert have the final say, Fergus. But what I will say is, right at the end of the game yesterday, I stood on my seat and clapped our team off the field, right. I wasn't pleased with the way they played. I wasn't I wasn't pleased with the performances of some of the players. But at the end of the day, I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm going to support that team to my last breath, you know. And and somebody really summed it up on, on, on social media today. They said to me that, you know, Trev, well done, mate. You, some people could have, could have looked at that as being an acceptance of mediocrity by standing on your seat and clapping the players. And then he said, but it's not. It just shows that you're going to support your football club. And, and that's what we've got to do. I stood on my seat. 
I clapped the players off the field and then I was in trouble because I'm nearly 60 years old and I couldn't get off the seat. I had to get Johnny, who stands next to me, to help me off my seat because it was tipping up underneath me. But um, it was, just do it. Just just support the team and, and don't get too personal. We've all yeah. had great conversations tonight, right? Amanda, Albert, Fergus, and myself. We've all spoke our minds and we've all said certain things about certain players. And maybe we've said bad things about certain players. We've done it in a manner where we're not abusing them, right? We're not we're not talking about their families, not we're not wishing them harm. We're just saying it how we see it, and that is acceptable. And think about that because you support a great football club, whether you like it or not, you know. So just keep supporting them, good and bad, you know. And that, that's it. I know that these two great guests finish off, Fergus, because because I've enjoyed tonight. You know, when I've got a word in after Amanda's finished. <laughs> Me, you ran it longer than me in the end. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I'll stop watching you, Amanda. (laughs) No, the thing is, Carl. Carl, thank thank you very much for the comment, Carl. But I think he's a bit biased. biased. (laughs) Just slightly biased. Bless him. But but no, and we look look. You you can't turn on on or off your love for the foot for a football club that you follow. It's in your blood. It is like a religion. It's just there. But you can you can hate them at times. You can love them at times. It, it, it is what it is. It's part and parcel. And this reminds me of the early eighties with Terry Neal and Don Howe. And the problem is after those times when George Graham came in and then Wenger. We were treated to such amazing football, but Arsenal hasn't always been like that. Mm. But our expectations are still at the days of Terry Neal. Our expectations are so much higher now. We pay such high prices. We were sold a lie when we left Highbury, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, he's funny. My I other do hope heart. he's not staying around yours tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we live together. It'd be in the other oh, room. Well. Carl, I do hope you've had... I've got to have dinner yet, but I do hope you've had dinner. (laughs) Why? He can make it himself. Anyway, um, I'm just saying that, you know, you can't just... You can't just stop supporting your team. You might be very unhappy with what's going on at the moment. And so, right, you should be. We pay our money and we, we invest a lot of time and energy and 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 defending myself to all Spurs fans this morning. And, you know, it's just, you know what it's like. But... It is part and parcel. Unfortunately, we're not doing very well at the moment. But as the song goes, things can only get better. Right. <laughs> right. I don't well, normally sing. Um, I've got a terrible voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we wouldn't dare comment on that. Not after Carl's in the doghouse. So there's not <laughs> enough room in that sofa for two or three of our four of us. <laughs> um, listen, um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it was really, really good uh, to have a chat again with you all. Uh, I do hope you'll be able to come on again. Um, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What about Please Albert? Albert hasn't had his final say. I know, but I've got Love Island. Hang on, I'm getting there. I'm with you, Princess Gooner. Uh, Princess Gooner, you, um, uh, you, this is where you're appearing now. You're not on anything new at the minute, are you? Nope. I'm um, no, not at the moment. When there's anything new, you will know. Thank you, Albert. Uh, have your final say, wrap up on what you think and tell people also where they can find you and uh, where your fundraising stuff was uh, from as well. So, because I expect it's still open. It, it is, it is. I've done very well in terms of the target. My original target was about 450 quid. I think I've done 2,700. So um, 
yes, people have been very, very generous. So um happy about that. But yeah, um, channel-wise, Albert JTV, come and check out the content, Arsenal stuff and football related in general. Um, come and subscribe, people. But what I will say, Fergus, in terms of um sort of to Arsenal fans, all, I would say kind of the younger generation, like the 20-somethings. Um Stick stick with us, man. Um, football's changed a lot. You, you can change teams as quick as that, but it, it's tough at the moment. It's very, very tough. But listen, I've, I've been lucky enough to see life of Arsenal before Arsenal Wenger. I love George Graham. That that was my guy. It always will be. Um, and there were tougher times even before that. So just, it, I can't say it's going to get better anytime soon, but just, just hang in there and stick in there. It will come again. It's just, you have to be incredibly patient. You might not like to hear it, but it's the truth. And continue to support your team. You know, and and Princess, don't you turn your phone off after that game on Saturday, my beauty. Because I'll be dropping you a message, my dear. <laughs> I'm in Manchester from Thursday to Sunday, Trev. Can you just imagine, can't you? It's the one. It's the only game I'm missing all season. I'm all away, Princess. I'm fuming. Fancy my granddaughter having her birthday party that Fancy day. That. God, so inconsiderate of her. Terrible. So inconsiderate of her. I'm not happy Thank with you, her. Fergus, for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it, mate. I've really Thank enjoyed you. it. Honestly, um, it's it, it's tough at the moment being an Arsenal yeah. fan. Uh, yeah. You know, we're all, we're all going through it. But listen, being a supporter means you support through thick and thin. That's mm. what you do for your beloveds for your family your friends it's like being married isn't it it's exactly like being married i wouldn't know that just i wouldn't know that amanda <laughs> i don't know what I anymore <laughs> and if you're a good husband if you're a good husband or wife you don't cheat on your team <laughs> Listen, exactly thanks very, much for, yeah. thanks very much for watching us um we are an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans if you like what we do uh, i know there's been a lot of new viewers on here and uh, audio listeners um, click on the subscribe and listen. We do it for fun. This is a hobby. This is this is what we do. We like to sit here, have a beer, have a chat, and uh, talk Arsenal. Thanks very much. One last thing to say: up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.